Welcome back. I am so excited that you have joined me again in the Aligned Womb, Aligned You podcast. I'm Kate Nagai, and I am your host and womb guide on this journey. I'm here to help you to lean into the language of your menstrual cycle so that you can align yourself and awaken and activate to your womb wisdom to live the most inspired life. I am so excited to jump into this episode and to dive into today's topic. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode on the Aligned Room Aligned You podcast. This week, I want to chat all about my recent experience. So I have three kids. I have a four-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a nine-year-old who's almost 10. And with all three of those children, I was on bed rest for my pregnancies, which has meant that for the past 10 years, I really haven't left far from home. Last summer, I did have the opportunity to go away for a weekend um, to a, a retreat, the Wild Rose Retreat, which was an hour away from my house. So not very far. I could come back if there was an emergency. But just recently, I took off for a full week to Florida from where I live in Canada to Florida. There is no way you can get back home right away. (laughs) Um, And it was such a good experience. And there were so many moments that I just kept thinking, I need to talk about this on the podcast. I need to talk about this on the podcast because I think that I'm not alone in this. I think there's many of us women out there who have had children and we haven't left. We haven't left their side and we've been on and we have been multitasking our careers and parenting and maybe like in my case, really rocky pregnancies and we just haven't left. And a part of this isn't because, you know, of my husband or my life. This is a lot of my own doing, my own choice. There was a lot of fear. I had a lot of fear leading up to the days of me leaving on a plane. Some really irrational thoughts of the plane crashing and so forth. Um, There was a lot of fear of leaving my kids' sides. You know, I always, I've joked for many years that if one of us had to go, it had to be my husband first and not me because my kids cannot survive without me. Which on this trip, I realized that I think this is a lot of me thinking my kids cannot survive without me. Um, But it was a really beautiful experience. And one of the biggest takeaways that I had, and I know this is something we all hear and we all kind of roll our eyes at and we're like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And we never really, really let it integrate into our body. Is that in order for us to really thrive, we do have to put our put our air mask on first. And that's a hard one. It's a hard one, whether we are getting on a plane and leaving the country, or whether we're just leaving our house sometimes. That fear or that over-responsibility of I've got to tend to all these people and then I tend to myself is a real thing for women. And the thing is, is that this trip not only for the first time in years did I sleep, like I mean really sleep, like sleep through the whole night kind of sleep, but I was able to meet and engage and to be in community with other women. I went to a conference called Relax Money. 
Um, it's Kate Northrup's program all around the nervous system and how our money stories are impacting us and how we can change our relationship with money, whether we're an entrepreneur, whether we're just somebody who is trying to figure out our finances or just wants to feel better about our money. But anyways, I went to this conference and Kate Northrup was amazing, but it was the community. It was being around all of these women and us all being in maybe not similar spots, but all relatable experiences. Like when I was to say, I left my three kids at home, there were so many women holding that energy in that space of going, oh yes, me too. Or I totally get it. How are you holding up, right? And it was just so incredibly beautiful. Some other takeaways that I had were that, you know, I don't know if I just thought that I would have this, like, I would be doing a lot in the evenings, (laughs) but... I think this is true form to mummy burnout is I literally was in bed early every night. Um, there, The first night, granted, I took a red eye the first night, but the first night I literally bowed out at 730 and went to bed because I was so tired because uh, I didn't get enough sleep the night before. But then the following few nights, it was like 930. I was in bed the conference was for two days and then a girlfriend had met me, uh, the a girlfriend that I have in the States. She met me down in Florida and we had great time the first night. We talked and caught up and chatted and then the second night we both were like these exhausted lumps of women that just wanted to stay in the room and do nothing. So we ordered in DoorDash and we uh, were in bed by 9.30 and... It was so beautiful being in the space of another woman who got it, who was in her midlife and had children and was just like, yes, let's just call it a night. We do not have to be fun anymore. So, um, so yeah, it was this beautiful experience of meeting people, of taking care of myself, of really feeling this new pulsation of life coming into me. That was the other big thing that I I really realized on this this trip was that I have been surviving and I have in many ways I feel like I'm thriving. But this was like the first time that I was truly like living. Like I was breathing joy. I was laughing. I didn't have to worry about so many different things. And it really, it really reminded me how much I put on myself, not others, but what I put on myself of the things that I have to worry about or to think about. And you know what, to be honest, I've come back into my normal life and I'm still worrying and thinking about those things. But when I was able to remove myself from my responsibilities of my family life, I was really able to take a moment and just remember what it feels like to just be and not have to do at all. And that is really some core feminine energy work right there is when we can come into this place of just being and not feeling like we should do something or that there's a task that has to happen or we have to run somewhere, but that we really can come into this place of deep nourishment, deep self-nurturing. And that was so huge. 
Now, there was three main takeaways from three different perspectives, I guess you could say, that when I came home, I was able to really reflect on. And I think it's such a powerful message for anybody listening to this. The first one, the first message was around me, that when I allowed myself, when I gave my own self permission, that it would be okay to let go of control and to leave, to just trust that if I went away for a week, that my four-year-old was going to be okay, that he was not going to have, you know, middle of the night cries or that I wouldn't be there to soothe them or that, you know, my husband wouldn't lose his crap because he's never had to manage three kids on his own. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to have to worry about would everyone get their vegetables ate? Would they be at school on time? Would he remember what he had to put into the lunches? Would he remember early dismissal? All these things that run through your mind, this nonstop list that you just become accustomed to navigating on a daily basis. I had to really trust that if I let go of control, that I would come back to a standing house, (laughs) to kids that were educated and fed and happy, and a husband that wasn't completely burnt out and resentful that I left. And that is, that's hard for me. I can't speak for everyone, but I know for me, I am a control freak. I like, I'd like to know that I have a system, the system's put in place, and that it's functioning well, right? Like I have really locked it down. And so me taking time to remove myself from the situation and to go and experience life and to really nurture and take care of myself, it really taught me the importance of letting go of control and how freeing it can be. And it's a really good lesson when we start to reflect on our menstrual cycle in that that's exactly what we need to do in our inner fall and our inner winter and the second half of our cycle and our luteal and menstruation. What we really need to do is trust that we can remove ourselves. And by removing ourselves, we nourish ourselves so much more deeply that when we come back, we can be, I don't want to say a better version of ourselves, but a way more sustainable and healthy version of ourselves for those around us, for those that matter the most to us for those that we really want to have a positive impact on their life. And so it was hard for me to let go of control, but I did. And I trusted that everything would be okay. And, you know, I never called to check in, but there were times I was like, huh, I hope everyone's okay. Now, in full disclosure, I did write a long list of all the things that had to be tended to drop-off times, pick-up times, <laughs> doctor's numbers. And then a little part of me panicked inside. And I even reached out to one of the moms at the school who is my daughter's, uh, her best friend's mom, um, who lives right by the school. And I was like, can you just make sure that early dismissal goes smoothly, like the kids are picked up? <laughs> there was just a little bit of panic and worry inside of me. Um, so it was really good for me to test my my ability to let go my my muscle of letting go because i'm pretty good at doing it in my inner fall and i'm pretty good at doing it in my inner winter but if we're honest 
I don't fully let go enough sometimes. I still try to micromanage some things in my inner fall, which then often leads to me being irritable and contracting and, you know, maybe not the best communicator with my husband. So this was a really good experience and it really reminded me that yes, in these bigger cycles, these bigger vacations, that yes, I can let go of control, but also in the smaller cycles, the same can happen. I may not be done my way, but if I let go of control, everything will magically work out. Everyone will be fine. The second lesson that I really learned, and I think this was an important one for me, was that I gave my husband the gift of being able to celebrate how resilient he was as well. Like, let's be realistic. For us who have created the environment in our homes where we're the primary caregiver and the primary house manager, let's call it, there's a lot that goes reeling through our heads on a lot, a lot of the time. And we really do, I say this gently, rob our partners of the opportunity of proving that they can also do this thing that we do. And so it was really beautiful for me to walk away and then to reflect and see that when I came home and I asked, how did it go? And he was like, it went really good, actually. Like we had lots of fun and I came home to a clean house, which shocked the crap out of me. And there was just so many little tiny wins that not only did I get to celebrate that he had the capabilities of doing this, but he also got the opportunity to celebrate that he could do it right? Like that he didn't have me to lean on or to call, or I wasn't available for questions. And so, and he did it. And that's a pretty good feeling for anybody, right? And so that was my second takeaway. And then the third was for my kids. Because I'm the primary caregiver, because I'm the one that picks them up, and I'm the one that makes the meals, and I'm the one that does most of the shuttling around, It was a really great experience for them to experience that with their dad, for them to experience a week that was designed for them to also have fun. Because I was away, you know, my husband and I did talk about this beforehand of like, go do things that will make them remember this trip as uniquely fun for them because daddy did it. And so like he took them for fast food that I would never do. <laughs> and he went and bought special uh, specialty donuts with them the one day. Like he did these fun little dad things with them that were very dad-esque, like very much my husband's kind of energy and what his focus and how he likes to to break the rules. Um, and it was fun for my kids because they thought it was hilarious that they were getting away with all this stuff that normally I'd be like, You've had too much sugar. You need to go to bed on time and you need to do your homework, right? Like there was so much more flexibility and play and fun with dad. And I really encouraged my husband to take that opportunity, which was great because now they have a new memory, but also really great because it really gave them the ability to see that they can have fun or they could, they could survive without me. <laughs> that, you know, they could go and do all these little things. Um, and remember that it was, it was a good time and uh, they were on like a little mini staycation while I was away on vacation. So overall, I really wanted to share this experience because for anybody listening that has children or a child who feels like they're hustling every day and that some days feel like they're just drowning and they can't breathe and that 
you know, life's getting ahead of them or that they're showing up and they just don't feel like they are the person that they want to show up and be, that maybe it's time for your air mask to go on first. And maybe it's not a big trip like I did for a week being away, but maybe it is that you get a hotel room for a night or that you plan something special with a girlfriend, but remove yourself for more than just an hour. Allow allow everyone in the equation to really thrive and to have an opportunity to, to experience life without you, to experience an opportunity of, of a different kind of joy, of a different kind of caretaking, and really for you to nourish yourselves. As women, we don't do this enough. As women, we do not take enough time to play to be and to rest. And if you look at what feminine energy is, feminine energy is not about achieving. It's not about excelling. It's not linear. It's not doing. It is really being in the essence of flow and being and experiencing. And if we really want to begin to heal heal more than just, I don't want to say our emotions, but heal our emotions, heal our our aching desires, heal the life that we really want. I truly believe that it comes from finding balance and finding balance in a way that really supports you in taking care of you first. And that's a hard one for us women. It was a hard one for me. Like I said, it's been almost 10 years and I I now see the value in it. And it was such a great experience that I've promised myself that once a year, I will do this for me. For once a year, I will make the time and I will plan it out and I'll use the wisdom of Relax Money that I learned from Kate Northrup and really plan it so that way I can have, I can have a me vacation, a time away where I just get to remember who I am in my soul, in my core. Because I, when I came back, there was just an overflowing of abundance of love to my husband, to my children, because I was cared for. I was able to breathe again. So there is something to putting your mask on first <laughs> and to caring for yourself. And even if we can't do it in the big ways, let's start brainstorming some of the ways that we can. And let's start remembering how important it is in the big scheme of life, but also in our monthly cycle. We need to find little mini retreats or little mini ways of caring for ourselves and nurturing ourselves in our inner fall and our inner winter. So that way we are feeling rested. We are feeling nourished. And so that our hormones really do have the opportunity to establish balance, for our body to establish homeostasis, and for us to be well, right? And not burnt out and not stressed and not unwell. So my homework for you is to think about what is something that you can do to, to care for yourself? Where, where do you struggle right now in letting go? And what can you do to challenge yourself to, to enlist the people in your life to take care of that for you so that you can get away 
and find balance and nourishment and take care of you. Because I highly recommend it. It was a life changer and I can't believe it's been 10 years since I've done it. But it will not be another 10 years until I do it again. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, think about how you can care for yourself on a bigger scale and then on a micro scale. So that way we are really nourishing our body and taking good care of ourselves. Friends, have you had a chance to download my new free ebook? Maybe it's not you. The truth on PMS and how you can take back control of your cycle is now available. This is truly a book that I think needs to be in the hands of every woman who struggles with the second half of their menstrual cycle. So if this is you, click on the link in the show notes and download your free copy today. And remember to subscribe to this podcast and share a review if you loved this episode. Until next time, remember, womb wisdom equals connection to self, which ultimately equals inspired living.